Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm here with my good buddy Seth Robinson. Seth, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. It's been a been a crazy week, like a little bit of chaos, but uh, good chaos, I think. And and so it, you know, I'm tired, but like feeling good about it. So I'm ready ready for a break, honestly. Yeah, well, chaos uh, can be can be good, as you said. At least it's better than boredom. That's the way I view it. You know, even not so great chaos can sometimes be better than boredom. Yeah. I fear boredom. I fear. I think I fear boredom more than pretty much anything else. I'll deal with drama, chaos, all that crazy. Yeah, you don't. You don't like to sit still with your thoughts very much. No, I don't do well that way. No, <laughs> I don't. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today, so let's dive right into it. I'm excited because we have a guest, um, and I'm going to introduce him right now, and then we'll talk about what our uh, topic is for today. So today we've got Gavin Garbutt, who is well-known in the industry. He's been a, an entrepreneur. Uh, many of you may have known him for um, being the... Um, the founder of Enable, if you're in the MSP space. But currently, Gavin is co-founder and chairman of Augment Technology, which is a Canadian-based uh, SaaS management company, um, I think, working with MSPs, doing a lot of security. I'll let Gavin talk a little bit more about his company than, uh, than I will. But we're really happy to have Gavin on today. And today, we're going to talk about uh, tech buying, and we'll get into that a little bit. But let's welcome Gavin to the show. Hi, Gavin. Hey, hi. Carolyn, Seth, thank you very much for uh, having me on today. This is really exciting and um, it's a great holiday season and Black Friday from the Great White North uh, slash Canada where things are very cold and uh, white and all that kind of stuff, but lots of uh, season spirit. Yeah, sure is. This is, um, as you mentioned, it is Black Friday here in uh, the United States. So um, that uh, odd day of the year when uh, consumers uh, fight over one another in stores to get the best deals at three in the morning on the things that they want to give their kids for Christmas. It'll be interesting to see this year, given our supply chain woes, how that all goes. Um but what we wanted to do is sort of pivot Black Friday uh, from the consumer arena to talk a little bit about what kinds of business purchases should be on the minds of technology companies, uh, vendors and, and, and MSPs and, and solution providers in the channel and IT pros too. So for those who are making uh, business decisions next year, some of our data, and Seth can talk to this a little bit too, shows that um, we see technology budgets going up, inching up a bit for next year. So people may be able to buy. It's been a very weird couple of years with the pandemic. Um, so there's definitely some optimism around looser wallets and purse strings uh, going into the year. So we want to talk a little bit about what should be on the wish list. Uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, lots of different reports, that fantastic report that, uh, that CompTIA put out uh, just recently on looking at 2022, uh, and the channel, state of the channel, and then also uh, Spiceworks came out with a report on IT spend for 2022 for the small and medium size uh, business and small and medium size enterprise. And they're, they're suggesting that the biggest holiday gift, Black Friday gift of all, is going to be a 26% increase in IT spending next year. Wow. Um, and in the SMB portion of that, it's going to be a 22% increase. So this is uh, this; these are crazy numbers as far as uh, additional spend 
that looks like it's going to be coming uh, into the small and medium-sized business and SME uh, space as well. So big opportunity for MSPs. And they're also saying that the percentage of, of the budget that is going to go to MSPs is also going to be larger. So bigger budget, bigger percentage of a bigger budget, that, that certainly spells uh, great news for the MSP channel. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a lot to unpack in what you just sh said there and the numbers that you shared. Like, we're definitely seeing budget uh, optimism, like Carolyn said, and I think there are a few reasons for that. Uh, you know, the, the past year has seen companies kind of play things close to the vest a little bit uh, and make sure that they were going to stay above water. And I think now they're feeling confident. You know, again, we may not be completely out of the woods, but I think they have a path, right? They, they, they know how to survive. They know how to go through their operations. And so now they're ready to start investing again. Uh, and, and so, you know, not only are, are they seeing some tactical things that they could do, but they're ready to think about those strategic things. And, and then on top of that, going through the pandemic, I think almost every company realized that the, the main way that they stayed afloat was through technology. And so technology, you know, not only can help them grow or whatever, but it can help them be more resilient. So there's a lot of lessons learned that people are wanting to invest in. Uh, and, and you mentioned that a uh, greater share will be going towards third partners. And I think that's because there's so much complexity in the market right now. You know, even a, a, a medium-sized firm that might have had, you know, one or two IT professionals working for them, they just can't cover everything that they need to do, uh, especially when it comes to cybersecurity or moving into new fields like data analytics. And so, so they're going to be looking for third-party help. And so I think there are a lot of positive signs here. Uh, and it's interesting to think about what exactly they're going to be spending that money on. Well, Seth, I'll give you a really interesting, uh, like real life scenario that we see is, uh, as Carolyn mentioned, uh, our product is basically an RMM for SaaS security and SaaS monitoring. So, um, you know, like in the old days with Enable, it was RMM for devices. This is an RMM and security for SaaS. And when a partner goes in and does an audit of a customer's environment, and uh, for example, a 50 user company would say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm using 20 apps. And then the MSP goes and does an audit. Inevitably, it's at least three times the number of apps that they thought they had. Mm -hmm. So it, it, they'll discover between 60 and 80 apps that are being used by all the different team members. Um, there'll be multiple apps that do exactly the same functionality that the customer is paying for. And, and the point is, is that every department is just trying to figure out what do I need to do my job better? We're in a different world today, we're distributed, and I just need the tools to help me do what I need to do best to achieve my, my services as an employee of this company. So it's, it is absolutely fascinating just to see that whole point that you just made. It's, there's so much new technology that's being used within businesses and this spells an enormous opportunity for MSPs to get in there and help customers um, understand what they have, optimize their stack, um, and help the business achieve their business goals and objectives, which is um, empowering their employees to do their job better and ensuring that they're competitive and that they maximize profitability. And as a business owner like me, <laughs> that's what I care about, right? How do I empower my team members? How do I make my customers happy? And how do I drive a profitable business and be the best in the world at what I do? 
It, it sounds a lot, Gavin, what you're talking about here is for an MSP, really the step one for them is to be a consultant and go into the business, their, their customer, and kind of do a, a broad assessment of what that customer needs to be thinking about. Like you said, I've heard that app story from others as well. You go in, they think they've got 10 apps, they really have 30, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, but doing that sort of work. So as you advise some of the the, the customers that you work with, um, is that is that element, you know, beyond the sale itself of whatever they're going to be taking in and selling to that customer, is that element of being the 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 orchestrator or the consultant around what their customer's environment, what that customer needs? Um, it seems to me there's a lot, especially coming out of the pandemic, a lot of customers not knowing a what they have, b what they need, and c what they should be thinking about. Um, and do we play the role there? I guess the MSP. So. Um, so, so my my personal belief, just like 20 years ago, I believed that MSP or, or bars and service providers needed to go from a time material and break fix model to a proactive model and monitor and then to a managed model, which that has happened in the industry. My complete thesis and reason for uh, starting Augment with Derek was that I believe if you look two to five years from now, it will all be about IT business consulting. And the first thing that the MSP will do is help the customer understand what's their IT stack, of which 80% of it will be uh, cloud-based services, SaaS applications, uh, and help them optimize that stack again to make sure the employees and the business goals and objectives are being achieved. And if they're not doing that, they probably won't be in business. Or, or they'll, they'll be the guys selling firewalls and server, uh, well, no, there'll be no more servers, <laughs> desktops, uh, you know, the, the utility, what I would call the utility, which is what MSPs have traditionally done as a business model, that that on-premise stuff will be basically a utility, in my view, in the future. And it's going to be all around helping the customer understand what's the right IT stack that they need, um, how do you implement that properly, how do you optimize that. Um, so the, the whole idea of this IT business consulting um, is about choosing the right applications and the right stack, implementing that properly, and then optimizing it. So, I, I, and I've heard you guys chat about this topic as well in the past, in some of your uh, discussions about the, the, the MSP actually has to get into uh, DevOps and they have to be helping the customer optimize those applications. And honestly, that's where the money is. Like yeah. it's it's the early days of managed services when when we got MSPs up to thirty to forty percent EBIT from being a two to three percent EBIT business. This is the early phase of um, of cloud application optimization and management, and there's huge huge money to be made in this right now. This is this this is where all the money is. Yeah, I, I, so all the money. There's money in the in the traditional stuff. But this is the next wave, and this is the high-profit services. Yeah, yeah, I think that ties back to the complexity that we were talking about earlier. And and you know, from from what you're saying, it sounds like you know the first two items on on a business wish list going into 2022 might be consulting, you know, to understand you know everything that they should be thinking about and how they should be structuring their architecture, and then optimization. You know, we've talked quite a bit about um, the move to the cloud 
over the past 10 years, but then especially over the past year that it accelerated quite a bit and companies are in this cloud first mentality now. And the first thing that comes after some of those initial migrations is, is recognizing that uh, things are starting to creep uh, you know, quite a bit beyond the scope that you might've had when if you, if you just had your own data center. And so I think that optimization and orchestration is, is a great second item to have on the list here. Uh, what about cybersecurity? Like, I think we know that businesses are going to be spending money on cybersecurity in 2022, but specifically, you know, what, what comes to mind there? I'm sure that there's some security that goes along with that move to the cloud, but is there, there anything else that you're seeing in the, in the market that businesses are really well, going to be focusing on in the next year? So, so interestingly enough, uh, so we have definitely, uh, good, larger, innovative partners that are leading with, let me help you with your IT stack from a business, IT business consulting perspective. And that's great. And those are innovative leaders in the industry. Um, now let's talk about the other 90% of the channel. Uh, and it's just the adoption phase, right? It's, it's that, that bell curve of technology adoption never changes. And we are at the beginning of that. The, the end customers have all adopted SaaS. They're all using it, but the MSPs are only just starting to secure and manage that at the very beginning. And, and even uh, so from security, I think security is actually number one for the channel because it's what they can mm -hmm. actually deal with today. And the first thing they need to do about security, and this is going to sound crazy, um, but is uh, M365 security policy and posture management. Uh, none of them do it today. So if you think in the old days slash two years ago, <laughs> they would server in the customer's environment and they would lock down the environment, right? So the network, it was the, the Microsoft server was secure and that was great. Now you go to Microsoft 365 and you're in the cloud and it comes out of the box with very basic policies. Um, MFA is not on, you know, password change policies are not on. Uh, on and on. There's basically 14 main policies and it gets sold. Um, I just did a poll uh, yesterday that uh, on LinkedIn, should MSPs do this or not? I've already got 3,000 views and 97% of the votes are saying that yes, of course. Um, so th this is a certainly a hot topic with the, uh, with the, the channel. But uh, and I was at, I, I, I was uh, a little while ago, I was at the IT Connect conference, uh, ConnectWise, and uh, I most probably spoke to 200 MSPs and, and MSSPs. And unless they had a whole bunch of analysts that went tenant by tenant looking at these policies, they did not do it. And only the, only the big MSSPs have those analysts to do that. Every other MSP, which was 98% of them did not do this. So they sold it, they didn't set up policies and they did not monitor these policies. And, and you look, Microsoft says 11% of MFAs are turned on, only 28% of admin MFAs are turned on. Like that's insane. Uh, and there's 1.2 million breaches every month and 99% of those did not have MFA on. So, like even something as basic as that. So we, we, we launched a product, which is just about that proactive 
policy monitoring and policy management. So you, you can do that for your customers easily. And uh, to, to me, that's the biggest opportunity for MSPs to go in, do an audit, show everything that's wrong, and then deliver, tell the customer, okay, well, here's all your problems that you have from a security perspective in your Microsoft, and here's how we can fix it with a service easily. And then we'll continue to monitor and, and improve your policies and improve your posture so these things do not happen down the road, and we'll give you monthly reporting to show you that. So this is a dead easy service where the MSPs can go and make a ton of money in security, which they sort of understand, but only 28% of the channel, I, I believe that was a number out of your report, are actually doing security at a proper level. Yeah. No, the, some of the some of the security uh, data that came back from State of the Channel was frankly pretty shocking. And we've talked a lot about that on Volley and, and some of the other outlets that we have. Um, so there's a long way to go for many in the channel and getting up to speed on some of these. And and what you just described seems to me to be really brass tacks, you know, sort of basics that they should know how to do, right? Um, but I want to, you know, I, I thought we'd pivot just a, just a sec to talk about something um, wish list wise that might not be brass tacks, but that we talk about a lot and that's emerging technologies. And I'm curious, um, Gavin, sort of your take on, you know, obviously that there's a lot to emerging tech. You can talk AI, you can talk about IOT, you can, you know, go down the, the list and talk about various technologies that fit under that very broad umbrella. Um, thinking ahead to 2022, when you think about the channel and, and, and companies there, you know, what should be on their list is something that's interesting and potentially lucrative for them. Well, I, I think the uh, the biggest problem with the channel right now is they have uh, tool fatigue <laughs> and they're all, they're yeah. all retooling right now. And so you, you talk to any MSP and he says, yeah, we're looking at five or six different things. And, and they're trying to understand with this new world, of a remote workforce and the the customer is saying i just need my employees to be as effective as possible and as happy as possible because we know that 40 percent of the workforce is changing jobs right now and that's incredibly disruptive uh, so the end customer they want you to help them make their team members happy so i think uh, while disruptive technologies are, are interesting and particularly the AI aspect of being able to use the data that's available to us in a more intelligent um, and efficient way. Um, I would say AI would be my number one as far as products that can really improve the productivity and efficiency um, and being able to centralize, giving the MSP a central pane of glass for all of their mm -hmm. different applications and then being able to boil that information up in an intelligent way. So again, improving the productivity. I think that's most probably the most interesting thing, particularly as the MSP gets larger, that becomes significantly more important than to a smaller MSP. And, and then otherwise, honestly, I would, go, I would go right back to number one, fix your security practice, because that's what every single MSP says they want to grow this year and they want to win new customers doing it. And, and I, I can tell you they can go back to all of their existing customers and upsell them a proper security service. 
um, and go out and win new customers also. And then the second thing is um, leverage new technologies that are going to help you um, monitor and manage your, your clients' cloud applications so that you can help them and their employees be more productive. I think if, if the, the MSP could focus on, um, on some of those initiatives as well as that single pane of glass with an AI-driven engine behind it, uh, and there's and there's a, a few of these coming out now. I, I think I think that's really interesting for the channel. So so the, those would be my three. If, if you said, oh great, what what gift basket? What am I gonna get in my gift basket this year? Those would be my three things. That's great. Yeah, I think what you're saying about AI and and these other technologies, Gavin, I think really lines up with what we've been saying about them, which is they they're not direct products that are going to be sold. And I think we've seen a lot of channel firms still looking for that answer, looking for, you know, how do I sell AI or IoT or 5G or whatever it is as a product? And I think what you're saying and what we've been saying is the, the customer isn't asking for that as a product. They're asking for something different. And the MSP has to use these technologies to enable what the customer is asking for. Uh, and, and in some ways, maybe that will come down the pipeline from vendors and distributors. And then sometimes maybe the MSP is actually building their own solution with it. Um, so I, I think that all lines up with a lot of what we've been seeing. And, and the last thing that you said there, the, a good place to maybe kind of wrap the conversation here is shifting from the, these products or these services that we're talking about being purchased to kind of how they're being purchased or how the customer is viewing it. And again, you said the customer is going to say, I want my employees to be productive. They're not, they're not asking for technology in that. They're saying, I want my employees to be productive. Or the marketing team might be saying, I've got this marketing campaign. And underneath that campaign, there's technology. Um, but they're not directly asking for the technology. So we've talked a lot over the past few years about different business units buying technology. But even in those discussions, it's been kind of a direct discussion. Um, and, and now I think we're talking about things being a lot more indirect. Uh, and it seems like then the MSP or the channel firm has to understand the business and understand how to insert technology into that business request rather than waiting around for it to be directly asked of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, this is a transformational period for the channel, whether they like it or not, um, and and they and they they get it right. Like I've talked to so many really good, smart MSPs, and they get it. It's just it's like they you know back in two thousand and two thousand and five, and you know talking about you know managed services. This is your changing from a break fix time of material to a proactive and fixed fee type services. And that was a massive fundamental change in the way they thought. And, and, and that took a little time, <laughs> uh, definitely took a little time. Uh, and so, so, so is this, right? The customers at marketplaces are getting more sophisticated for customers to be able to go out and buy everything. All the vendors want to go directly to the customer if they can, if not, they'll go through these, marketplaces, uh, uh, but, you know, the, the customer is buying what they want to buy and they need help making sure that, that they're buying the right stuff, it's optimized, um, it's managed and it's secure. So 
Mr. MSP, if you want to go out and make a lot of money, you go and talk to the customer about what they want from IT and how you can help them. Terrific. Well, I think that that's a lot for our folks out there to think about um, as we uh, enter the holiday season here. But next year, hopefully hit the ground running and we've got our wish list with us and uh, go ahead and uh, open up those budgets and 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 start working on the things that we talked about here today. So thank you very much, Gavin, for joining. Carolyn, Seth, thank you very much for having me. It was absolutely my pleasure. This was a great conversation. And uh, I, I just, I love the work you guys are doing and the information you're sharing with the channel. It's it's fantastic. Terrific. Thanks yeah. again. Yeah, thanks, Gavin. I uh, appreciate that and really appreciate you joining us today. And so we wish everyone a, a good ending to their holiday weekend here. And thanks as always to our producer, Andrea McMillan. And Carolyn, I will talk to you next time for the final episode of Ollie for this year. For the year. Yep. I'll be there. See you soon. Okay. Thank you.